what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. As you can see, I am back in studio. <laughs> no, I am home. Thank God. Because I was having lots of trouble. I was out of town for work. If you didn't notice, last week I was out of town as well. So, you know, I just throw up the backdrop. I make things happen. It is what it is. Got to do what I got to do. But I get the show going, right? So last week was okay. I had a few problems here and there. But this week, throughout the entire week, I was just having internet issues in my hotel room. Um, I was having regular cell phone connectivity issues, everything. Like, just was not having luck at all whatsoever with anything. So, luckily, uh, me and my guys are really good at what we do, and we got done early. So, between the, what, the work we did last week and the work we did this week, it got me home in time to do the show today from here. The normal place with the background, with the lights, comfortable and good connectivity i got a green light over here in my right hand corner of my screen that's what i like to see so welcome to the show episode 62 at least i'll be a, a little less stressed out because <laughs> last week i was just freaking out about connection and wi-fi not even yeah wi-fi because when i'm home i'm connected directly with the wire because it's just more reliable you know what i mean but Wi-Fi at a hotel that's iffy is never fun. So I'm sure if you watched the show last week, you'll you know that I was wondering if everything was okay. Luckily, my wife let me know it was good. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate anybody that's here right now. If you're watching this later, thanks for tuning in. We're back on a Thursday, as usual, to uh, talk about a bunch of MMA. UFC's back this week. Uh, back to its normal thing on a Saturday. We got a fight night this week and a fight night next week. And then we got a pay-per-view. And then it just continues rolling from there. So UFC to talk about, of course. Uh, what about what else have we got? A uh, recap of one championships uh, event from last week, which a lot of emotions kicked in there with that one. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, just with the main event, really, because that's what everything was surrounding around. I mean, it was an entire main card of females uh, just basically headlining that whole event. And it was good. It was a pretty damn good event. So, But the main event's the what everything circles around because there was a lot of uh, drama and news to go around there. And then uh, BKFC 51 was intense. <laughs> Another woman headlined event, and it was, it was a show. It was bloody, and uh, yeah, if you don't like to see lots of bloodiness and <laughs> facial features being rearranged, you might not want to look at that one, but stay tuned in. It'll go by quick. <laughs> uh and if you're into that, cool, you're going to be happy because there's a lot to show. And then we got, of course, the ongoing drama. You know, Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul are supposed to be fighting. They're not even headlining the card. And there's nothing but stuff coming in every day, every week, damn near every hour about what's happening with all that drama. 
We got some Conor McGregor news. What else? Oh, a little recap of Charlo and Canelo from last week as well. This was all the stuff going on when, you know, the UFC was not around for the week. And then we get into the preview of this week's UFC card. So a good amount of things to talk about. And I'm just happy I'm home. I'm so happy to be home because I, I got to come home last weekend. I didn't have to spend the whole weekend. It wasn't two straight weeks. Um, and I, I'm so thankful for that. I hate being gone for that long. Uh, and then to be gone two weeks in a row, it's shitty. But I don't have to do it that often, so I'm grateful for that. And I'm happy that we were able to get things done early, come back. Now, of course, I'm going to have to go back out of town. For other projects as well as finishing up that one but hopefully get a little bit of a, a break here for a couple weeks i'm hoping so we'll see what happens you know i always keep the show going as much as i can and yeah we roll with it so let's see what else we got going on uh not much you know it's just work last last weekend wasn't the funnest i got to come home like i said but i had a little mishap at the house with some uh maintenance stuff i was trying to do i'll just say this don't ever work on anything that's gonna oh camera just weird don't ever work on anything with water without turning off the water because if you do you risk uh a very big mess now my intentions were to turn off the water but i got a bit distracted i got pulled away for a little bit and then i came back to <laughs> just trying to get it done i rushed myself and we'll just say i almost flooded out my house that would have been real bad <laughs> so i don't know man I, I i fuck up sometimes it happens i i get i get distracted i get sidetracked it was a whole thing and i was freaking out panicking instead of being calm and collected i was like running around with a chicken with my head cut off and being an idiot and <laughs> losing my shit but we got it figured out i didn't flood the house minimal problems it was just clean up and i got everything taken care of what i was trying to fix i got fixed so once again <laughs> turn off that water if you gotta do something that's gonna expose that water or, or get that water to come out of a pipe because it was a mess. Mess. So, that was fun. Let's hope this weekend's a little more chill because I, I get to be home from this point on until the next project or thing that comes up. So I'm happy about that. I'm always happy to be here. I have my multiple screens. I got all my lights. It's so much more comfortable. I got the good camera except for the flashing out every once in a while. I am going to figure that out. I had I, I got a new cable. New HMI cable for it. I was hoping that was the issue. I mean, I have this like super expensive capture card, like one of the best ones, but yet I'm still having this issue. I don't know. It could be the camera. The camera is old. I, I put this camera to use. We've had it around for a while. The DSLR camera. I just figured, hey, I might as well take advantage. That's what a lot of people use for webcams and stuff. So. That's what I'm using, and I wanted to put it to good use. It's an expensive camera, even though it's pretty old, like 8, 10 years old, I think. But these cameras are still good to do things like this with it. still takes good pictures and whatnot, but I don't know. Maybe it's not the best to have. 
powered up like I do and everything. Whatever. One of these days, I'll just get a different camera and not have to worry about it anymore. I'm not sure if it is the camera. It's just something I'm going to have to look into. So if you see a little flash out every once in a while, unfortunately, I haven't fixed the problem yet. <laughs> but I'm working on it. So, yeah, that's it uh, for my little tech news update there. And my uh, dumbass of the week issues from last weekend. Hopefully this weekend I don't do any. I, I so far it's been good. You know, like I said, I got we got stuff done early. I got to come back early. Happy about that. So that's an accomplishment. And let's keep that rolling with this weekend being good. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't have to fix anything this weekend. I don't think so. Yeah, let's get to what we're here for, which is some MMA and combat sports news, and that's what we'll start with. Here we go. We'll start off with this one fight night 14 on Amazon Prime. On Prime Video. Uh, like I said, uh complete. Oh, you know, I just thought I forgot. After looking at this, I know I I knew I forgot something. It, it couldn't go off too easily. I had to have forgotten something and screwed something up. And right away I figured out what I did. Danielle Kelly, who is on the right in the middle right there versus Jessica Khan uh, was a fight that happened. It was the co-main event, I think, maybe, or the third fight. I don't remember specifically. Actually, I can look right here. It was the third fight. And uh, she got the uh, she got the win, Danielle Kelly, to become the uh, inaugural first ever uh, women's strawweight uh, grappling champion. Uh, submission grappling so yeah there was that one and it was it was pretty good i mean she got really emotional as you know as you would think because that was she she had been beat by jessica in the past uh so you know she was kind of coming back for some revenge and to get back that loss uh let's see i want i wanted to make sure or find out exactly how she won. I thought I had it pulled up, but apparently not. That's fine. But yeah, Danielle Kelly was someone that I spoke about last week that I covered a, talking about that uh, championship fight. Oh, it was inaugural one Adam Waite submission grappling world championship. You'll see it's listed different in different areas. It's kind of tough. One championship is like that sometimes. And it kind of sucks because you think you know what you're talking about and then you don't. But yeah, Adam Waite submission grappling world championship. She got the win by unanimous decision. Okay, so that's that's good. I mean, I thought she got the full submission, but I guess not. Uh and then we had who's the other fight? Samilla Sundell versus Alicia Helen Rodriguez. Sundell got the win. Uh, Zhang Jing Nan versus Nat Jeronsak. Damn. Uh, that was a catchweight special rules fight. And then John Lineker down at the bottom. Uh, got a win by unanimous decision in a bantamweight MMA fight. So... Those are really the top ones. And then, of course, you got Stamp Fairtex, who was the headliner. 
versus Ham C. Ham So E. So he Ham. I don't remember exactly which way to say it, but that's one of those. <laughs> uh, but before everything kicked off, we had a little bit of an emotional moment. Angela Lee, who was the the um, current Adam Weight MMA world champ, she took a long break because her sister passed away. Unfortunately, she took her own life. So, you know, that was a big hit to that family. They have uh, brothers as well. One of them is, an, is a fighter in one championship. Uh, Christian Lee, I think, is his name. And uh, But Angela Lee was the older sister of uh, Victoria Lee, Veronica Lee, Victoria Lee. Damn. Anyway, um, so she took a long break, and this was supposed to be Stan Fairtex and, and Ham were supposed to be fighting for an interim championship title. And instead, uh, Angela Lee came out with the belt, as you can see here, she's walking out to the cage. Uh, it was pretty emotional. And then when she got there, she let everyone know and announced that she was retiring. So she put the belt down in the cage, you know, kind of a uh, passing of the torch to the other women fighting for that belt. So it became an actual world, you know, undisputed world championship title fight. And, uh, yeah, so she's going to move on with her life. I guess she doesn't feel the same since her sister passed away. And she came out letting everyone know that she had a really bad car accident years back. And um, all we knew is that it was a car accident, really, and she was injured. Uh, but she survived. Every, you know, she came back and everything was fine. So everyone thought. Turns out that was a self-inflicted a car accident. I guess she was actually trying to end her life because she struggles with depression and anxiety and everything else that, you know, someone suffers from that makes them want to feel like they don't want to live anymore. So unfortunately, that's where she was in life at that moment. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, this this might be why I just sipped and that little cough. Oh, it's so good. I haven't had one a week. Uh, yeah. So, so she took that time off. She was said to you know come back a little later, and instead she decided she wanted to go ahead and give up the belt and retire from MMA. She's still very young. But uh, she just wants to move on with her life. Um, it's probably tough. You know, she's used to tra uh, training with her sister and stuff like that. And, and it's still fresh in their heads, you know, um, what happened with her sister. So she is moving on from MMA and she's starting a nonprofit organization to help people with the same issues that her and her sister have suffered from. which. You know, unfortunately took her sister's life and and almost took hers as well. So she's hoping to get out in the world and help people in the most positive ways, it seems to me. And I commend her for it. You know, she's a she's a she's 
she's a phenomenal athlete and a, and a phenomenal fighter and i just hope the best for her because she has a young daughter and she wants to stick around and be able to live a good full life and give her daughter a, a great life as well so she's gonna move on from mma and you know it's unfortunate because like i said she's a great fighter and she's a great athlete she's been a champ for a while but she is moving on and she did the she did a great thing with how she presented this to the women that were fighting for the title that turned you know the interim title that turned into a world championship title and she uh personally face to face went and spoke with both women and told them that she was retiring and that they would be fighting for the undisputed belt and it, of course it was very emotional um stamp vertex i guess has uh pretty much actually both these women have uh kind of idolized and and looked up to angela lee and they were both hoping to fight her one day you know just to prove that they're the best and they're not going to get that chance but there was a lot of emotions going around and very touching moment it was really great of her to you know just kind of explain everything to them ahead of time and let them know what they were fighting for so best of wishes angela lee thanks for all the great fights and you know i hope the best for you i hope you can overcome everything it sounds like she's in a very good place now and uh, you know it was it was nice to hear her speak about everything and, and be able to get through it and hopefully she's able to make a great life for herself and her daughter and everyone else in her life um and her their brother is still fighting in one championship as far as i know so you know we still got him to watch in the in fighting so uh but moving on to the main event which was for that undisputed title Stamp Fairtex did what she does, and she was just an all-around great fighter, complete fighter. She, you know, she had a little bit of competition with, with Ham, but she basically dominated and got a TKO in the third round to win the belt and become a champion in the, her third sport. I believe she was a world champion in boxing, a world champion in Muay Thai, and now she's an MMA world champion. So this girl has a future, a big, bright future ahead of her, and she's a star right now. Because she she basically is a fan favorite. She goes out there, she does a funny little dance every time she's walking out to the cage, and she everyone loves her. You know, she's just endearing, and she's a great fighter. You know, she flips that switch from being happy-go-lucky positive and everything to uh just a machine and a killer in the cage so congrats to her on getting that championship belt um of course uh lee was in the uh cage and presented her with the belt and congratulated her as you can see stamp is very emotional because she looks up to her so angela lee is a great person man and i i hope she's she does well past all this so that was it for one fight night um like i said it was a pretty decent card all around and lots of emotions flying around there but uh i believe there is a one championship on prime video this weekend as well which would be tomorrow and uh the only honestly the only fight i really know on that card is mikey musumechi who's a wizard at jujitsu is grappling against uh and who was it? Uh, 
I gotta look it up now. Let me see if there's any other notable, any other notable notable fights on that card. Let's see. Let's see. Mikey Musumechi is fighting Shinya uh, Aoki, who was in, has been in, in MMA before. Is a tremendous grappler as well. It's an open weight submission grappling fight. So it's always exciting to watch Musumechi get in there and and grapple and because like i said he's a wizard and let's see there is not much else going on on that card that i know of there's a lot of names but no one that looks uh familiar to me so but there's a kickboxing uh world championship at the top of that card uh an interim featherweight mma world championship Submission grappling and a Muay Thai, a couple Muay Thai fights as well. So, you know, as usual, one championship mixing it all up with that fight going on tomorrow night on Prime Video. So, check that out. And we'll move on here to a little recap of BKFC 51 with uh, Britton Hart versus Melanie Shaw. And this was a bloody bloody fight um that's really all i can say about it uh all the videos say graphic graphic video graphic video basically uh well i'll just read you the graphic video britain hart <laughs> tooth flying performance retains belt now that tells you everything you need to know um because this like i said it was it was a hell of a fight and i got some uh i got some pictures for you to check it out i'm just trying to see if i can find out well here we go this is what bkfc is all about this is what i wanted to i wanted to show a little bit of i don't it's not in any particular order i don't have a breakdown of every one of these fights but i wanted to lead up to this britain hart melanie shaw craziness that happened and and what it led to so here's a couple pictures from the fights that went on throughout this event uh last friday night and i mean these pictures are nuts and this is what you get from bkfc so if you ever just in the mood to watch some crazy violence <laughs> that's sanctioned and legal bare knuckle fighting championship is a place to go because these fights never seem to disappoint uh is blood and spit and sweat and everything else flying around and it's entertaining and fun um there's nothing else that can be said besides that unless you're appalled by that then i guess uh don't watch but here's a couple more i mean as you can see blood in every picture it's crazy watching two guys bare knuckle fight in a somewhat circular ring kind of it's weird but it's cool and it's fun to watch so that's really all i can say <laughs> every single fight has blood because bare knuckles will cut you and you got to watch out for your hands breaking and you got to watch out for getting those cuts when you get hit but you know if you ever fought in the street you kind of know what's up with that a lot of people claim they do i've been bloodied up in a street fight before it happens but I've also made some people bleed. Eh, 
sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is uh, just some, like I said, some uh, examples of what happened throughout the night. That leads us to Britton Hart versus Melanie Shaw. And I believe that's how you say your last name. It's kind of tough. S-H-A-H. Shah. 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 I don't know. I think that's how you say it. Either way, here we go again. Lots of blood. But Britton Hart is a savage. She's a champ for a reason. And she's beaten a lot of people, including Paige Van Sant, I believe, beat in the past. Uh, I want to... Wanted to double check that just because uh, women's straw weight. Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe it's not going to tell me. Damn it. I do believe she fought Paige Van Zandt. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she fought Paige Van Zandt, Jenny Savage, and Pro Gonzalez. Those are the, the names I know that she beat. She's lost to Christine uh, Ferreira and Beck Rawlings as well. But yeah, like I said, she, she's she's a savage. She's a champ. And she definitely did damage in this fight, as you can see in these pictures. Check out Melanie Shaw's face. She's the one in the black. It's deformed, like legit. If you remember, Joanna Yun Jacek versus uh, Wei, uh, Zhang Wei Li. When Yun Jacek looked like she had a an alien head and it was like swollen to here and it looked like her brain was gonna like blow up in her freaking forehead that's how melanie shaw looked it's crazy so and i guess it's a little more it's a little more concerning when you see that it's the women that are looking this way in this bare knuckle fights but hey this is what they signed up for right look at how deformed her face looks I mean, getting punched in the like the throat slash neck here. That is, I mean, if you want to be a fighter <laughs> in bare knuckle fighting championship, I mean, this is what Mike Perry does, and Mike Perry fucks people up just like this. So, be careful, Logan Paul, what you wish for, because if Dylan Dennis doesn't show up, you're gonna be fighting a motherfucker that likes to do this to people. More on that in a little bit. But here's a picture from, holy shit. Look how, so this was from, I think, MMA Junkie or MMA, one of the MMA sites. It's called the Blue Corner. You know, they do like a, it, it's just a still from a video. But I just want to show it because you can see all the damage on her face. She was in an interview after the fact and she's like, oh, I enjoyed myself. Like, what kind of crazy are you? <laughs> you fucking enjoyed yourself and you know she went home and she was hurting you can see she's missing teeth everything that's what happened to luke rockhold when he fought mike perry you know luke rockhold got his teeth knocked out of his head by mike perry and once that happened he was like i'm oh, i'm done with this what the fuck am i doing here this is crazy i don't need this i am an abercrombie and bitch model or ralph lauren model that's what it is i don't know but he's a fucking model. And then he's out there fighting bare knuckle like a maniac and getting his teeth knocked out and realizing it's not for him. But this chick was out there talking about how she felt good about it and was and it was fun for her. 
but yet she's going home with a deformed head and some missing teeth. I guess that's the name of the game when you're in bare knuckle. Oof. I commend her for it. Because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Just staring at this picture for a minute, like... How swollen her face is, the missing teeth. You know that those lips are going to be more swollen, like double that size in a couple hours after this. I'm just surprised her head doesn't look any more swollen on the top. Ooh, it's tough. Um, so yeah, <laughs> she unfortunately she lost by TKO in the third round. And let's see where uh, the next TKFC event is gonna be. October 20th. So that'll be in South Carolina. Yeah. Barnett, Barnett Jr. versus Richardson. And I don't really see a whole lot of other names I recognize in here, but you know what? When you get stuff like this happening after the fact, <laughs> you might want to check it out just once. You got to experience it once. I did that one time. I sat down and watched it live crazy man and it's fun to watch so can't complain too much when it comes to that so those are just a couple recaps of things i covered last week um let's get to the news portion and we've got some conor mcgregor news so it sounds like things are moving along with conor now finally uh he said find my targets hit them Fuck the consequences. You're going down. This is fighting. Sparring day was sick. Was slick. Rose didn't... I don't know what the hell that name is. Always a banger of a spar with the slick fella. Submitted my stuff to Novitski. Ball rolling. See you soon, you little light work bitch. <laughs> so, the important parts of this tweet, or post from X, whatever you want to call it, is that he said, Submitted my stuff to Novitski. That's Novitski, who runs the USADA portion of, uh, or is like the USADA rep for the UFC, which means he has submitted a sample for testing to USADA now, finally, which puts him in line to possibly fight at UFC 300. That's what it, that's the word going around right now, basically. So if he has six months of testing that he has to do, we're in October, November, December, January, February, March, April. They're saying UFC 300 is in April. Maybe he purposely did this and let it go. And so that that would be the fight. You would think they'd want to put this on a pay-per-view by itself because he draw. he's such a draw, you know, he, he pulls in a lot of pay-per-view buys. It's, it's an event of its own when he's fighting and then to finally be fighting Michael Chandler, who is who, who he's referring to when he says, see you soon, you little light work bitch. He's talking about Michael Chandler. And he said many a times already in the past few weeks that the fight's still on and he is fighting Michael Chandler. He says he wants to get back in there and give Nate Diaz the uh, the trilogy fight that he owes him. But, you know, Nate Diaz has to come back to the UFC first. So, I assume... He's going to go through with the testing. He's going to fight at UFC 300. But, I mean, that's far removed 
from it's almost a year removed from the ultimate fighter which takes a lot of luster out of that fight considering everybody was wanting to watch this fight right after the show like that's what was supposed to happen just keeps getting pushed down pushed down pushed down people are speculating he's not even going to come back oh he's not even going to fight chandler wondering if chandler is going to fight in the in the interim while he's waiting for for mcgregor to be ready but who knows at this point at least mcgregor is in the testing pool it seems he has a test submitted will he pass will he not pass who knows we'll find out somewhere down the road but at least we know maybe he's gonna come back uh by april that seems to be when ufc 300 is gonna happen unless they do some flipping and switching or skipping of parts to make it go further down into the year but i mean it seems like april seems to be the right time so that's what lines up with all the events that are happening between now and then we'll see if that's what happens ufc 300 is going to be a big event because they get to those round numbers they made a big deal out of ufc 100 which is uh that poster right there ufc 100 headlined by brock lesnar and frank Mir. i think it had randy Oh, no, no. St. Pierre and Tiago Alves. Dan Henderson is who I was thinking of versus Michael Bisbing. So, UFC 100 is a big card. UFC 200 was supposed to be DC versus Daniel Cormier versus John Jones, but then John Jones and all of his bullshit uh, wound up being Cormier versus Anderson Silva, I think. But Brock Lesnar fought Mark Hunt. Uh, at UFC 200 as well and that sparked that whole controversy with the lawsuit because Lesnar allegedly pissed hot and dropped dirty with USADA and the UFC knew it and still let him fight so Mark Hunt got beat Mark Hunt decided I shouldn't have had to have fought this guy when he was on juice took out a lawsuit and the news just recently um was that he lost that lawsuit because he didn't have enough evidence to prove that it was a that Lesnar was on steroids. Uh, what he dropped dirty for was some kind of metabolite of some sort. I, it wasn't even like an anab- anabolic steroid, which is what uh, Mark Hunt was claiming. So he lost the lawsuit. Now he's going to be stuck with all these uh, lawyers' fees because apparently he has to pay the lawyers' fees for the UFC putting him through all this litigation and that's going to be pricey because i guarantee the ufc has some pretty fucking pricey lawyers that's a damn shame for mark hunt i like mark hunt i think he's a little off his rocker but you know it's unfortunate that that happened but the the man signed to to the fight and he went through with it and he basically knew already he was claiming already that brock lesnar was on steroids but he still got in there and fought so it's tough and i'm assuming that's why they went ahead and just uh dismissed everything and with the lawsuit who knows craziness though um yeah that was an unexpected update i just kind of rolled into that one just because it fit along with all of the uh everything i was talking about i don't know i just went off on a tangent on that one but i just remember this because i was reading about it all 
because just a few days ago, all of the media was covering, you know, the fact that Mark Hunt, it was there, but not there. You know, it wasn't out in the forefront. You kind of had to just dig in a little bit and pay attention to the posts to see that all, you know, happen and to read it all. I did, of course, but <laughs> I didn't go too deep. I just read the surface level stuff. Anyway, we'll move on after that long winded tangent and we'll go into some more nonsense with uh someone re in relation to connor because he's a training partner and a friend of connor dylan dennis in the news again as usual because we have this fight coming up next week october 14th holy shit yeah it's october 14th oh i just thought of this see i've been out of town for so long that my days are all fucked up I didn't even realize that next week is October 14th. That's when this is going down. My wife has something planned for me. My birthday is on the 15th. Oh, uh, how am I going to swing that? I might have to just buy it and watch it on my phone. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> I just fucking realized. Anyway, maybe I'll just buy it and watch it later. I don't know. I'm not going to be out of town, but I'm not going to be home. So it's going to be tough. And I'm supposed to be like doing other shit oh well i'll work it out either way october 14th is when the fight's supposed to go down the prime card headlined by ksi versus tommy fury and of course dylan dennis versus logan paul and if you haven't been following dylan dennis being the troll of all trolls is selling this fight because he has all the attention of everybody media fans logan paul for sure and his wife Nina Agdell because Dylan is trolling hard by posting pictures of Nina Agdell in different situations <laughs> and uh, kind of risque pictures and uh, videos of her talking about pretty explicit things. So the girl likes to suck dick. That's <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I've gathered from all this. She has a hell of a roster behind her and uh, literally, figuratively, whatever you want to say. I don't know. I'm just saying what's been being said. I don't I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of against what Dylan Dennis is doing because if he came after if somebody wants to talk shit about my wife just because they have some kind of beef with me, be like, hey, take it up with me. Don't don't bring her into this. She didn't do nothing to you. Which Nina Agdell is kind of an innocent bystander, but all of her stuff is out there to be grabbed, and he's just bringing it to the forefront, I guess, in a distasteful kind of way. But there's a lawsuit against him for it. Supposedly, it's Nina Agdell that is suing him specifically, but everybody's blaming Logan Paul, saying that Logan Paul's bitching out because he's, you know. Letting the lawsuit go through, they're like, you know, let let the fight happen and then sue him. I don't know how effective that would be. So, Dylan, this is kind of out of order too because this is just how it popped up. But the middle tweet says, Logan bragging about lawsuits again. He isn't built for the fight game. This pussy doesn't deserve me. I'm out. This caused, caused a fucking outrage everywhere. This one tweet or post on X whatever who gives a fuck it's a tweet this one tweet caused such an outrage i mean i had people asking me what was going on and i'm just like the fuck 
are you talking about? Like, I already even, I don't know. It's not, you know, of course, everyone's just going to see the headlines. So I blame all this on the media. No one's looking into it. Like, they're all just out there with their clickbait shit. You know, clickbait. Like, Dylan Dennis out of the fight. Mike Perry to take over. Mike Perry confirmed. He's in. And Mike Perry did make a video saying, it's it's official, people. I'm in. Fighting Logan Paul. It's like, no, dude, you're not. At least, not that I've seen. Because, as you can see here, Dylan Dennis, the, that tweet on the top says, Sheesh, you all take everything so seriously. So this was after that middle one that said, This pussy doesn't deserve me, I'm out. Then he goes on and says, See you October 14th, pussy boy. Of course, talking to Logan Paul. Then there was another tweet down there at the bottom with the picture. It says, I'll be there fight night, everyone. Oh, I'll be there fight night. Everyone can calm down. Because everywhere. I'm still seeing it. I saw it right before. Uh, it said 28 minutes that it was posted. 28 minutes before I saw it, it was posted. Saying, Mike Perry to now fight Logan Paul. It's like, this has not been confirmed by anybody. Just because Mike Perry goes out there and says that he's fighting Logan and it's official. It's not official. Logan Paul saying it would make it official because this is his fight on his card, all that. But Logan hasn't said that. As a matter of fact, Logan did respond and he said this. Don't let Dylan fool you. He knows that pulling out again would guarantee no fighter, fight organization, or legit brand will ever work with him because he's an unreliable liar. Not to mention the embarrassment of pussying out against me. I'm going to break the <laughs> I'm going to break this predator physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. This isn't about just winning the fight. I'm going to destroy his entire life. But truthfully, I don't give a fuck who shows up on October 14th. The man across from me will be knocked out cold. Now that's bullshit because he definitely wants his he wants to get his licks in on fucking Dylan for all this shit going on. Even though he looks like kind of a bitch because his woman is out there fucking threatening with lawsuits and and all this other shit. I mean, I don't blame her somewhat, but I don't know. I'm just here for the show. That's what I'm doing. I'm just here for the show and the content, I guess. There is a line, though, and, and it gets crossed a lot when it comes to Dylan Dennis, but Logan Paul is a habitual line stepper as well. He's done it in the past, and just because he claims to be different now doesn't mean that he doesn't cross lines at all times. Him and Jake Paul were on BS with Jake Paul, which is Jake Paul's podcast. He had Logan Paul on. This was yesterday, I believe. Uh, he had Logan Paul on as a guest. And, of course, they're talking about all this. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, Jake's like, hey, I did the math and everything that I've been able to find. I'm, I'm going to estimate that Dylan Dennis has $60,000 in his bank account or less. I mean, is Jake just trolling? Does he know something we don't? Who knows? But Dylan Dennis made his rounds in the podcast world over this past week. He was on the MMA Hour again, I believe on Wednesday, yesterday. Um... He was also on Andrew Schultz's podcast, uh, Flagrant. And, yeah, it was just craziness. Uh, on, on Helwani's show on the MMA Hour, you know, of course, they take jabs at each other because Helwani kind of 
Dennis when Dylan Dennis was talking shit. Um, so they kind of squashed the beef so he could come back on and talk. You know, it's all about media and content and getting everything out there, promotion and all that shit. So they talked and and of course it's hard to get it's hard to get serious things out of Dylan Dennis, especially when he's talking to Hilwani because of the relationship they have. If you watch any of this, you would know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you're probably lost and you're like, who the fuck are you talking about? I apologize. It's a little bit of inside baseball unless you're like watching all these podcasts. So anyway, uh, what I was getting to is Dylan Dennis went on the flagrant podcast with Andrew Schultz and he did get a little more serious and they did get a little bit out of him that made him seem a bit more human instead of just a fucking troll that he usually is. And he talked about his relationship with his dad and a bunch of other stuff and he got real kind of serious i guess and a little more in-depth and personal um and he talked about losing his girlfriend and about going down this crazy different path where he wound up drinking like crazy and you know it's just out of control all around and you know this all was happening when he injured his knee i guess he injured it super bad like to the point where he wasn't sure if he was ever going to get to compete again and it, during this time he just went to a dark place lost his girlfriend um and and lost a friend of his one of one of these uh guys from the mma world that got shot i guess in the chest at point blank um due to some kind of altercation in a bar leandro higo i think um which happened a few you know months back or whatever but yeah the <laughs> He talked about a lot of stuff and it actually like you could actually kind of relate to some of the things he was saying finally instead of him just being an asshole and a troll uh but he doesn't give it up you know he's posting pictures earlier today of Nina agdell naked so I, this is all on x or twitter um if you want to see what the hell's really going on go follow Dil, uh, dylan dennis and you'll see what i'm talking about it's crazy but we'll see what happens with all this stuff. I've spent enough time talking about it. I feel like the fight's still on. I haven't seen anything that gives me 100% confirmation saying otherwise. Mike Perry saying he's in doesn't mean shit. Everybody's just looking into that one tweet that Dan has made. Watch the follow-up, people. That's all I'm going to say. And I and I mean that towards all these clickbaity fucking websites that are trying to post that, it, that Dylan Dan has already dropped out. So, whatever. Uh, moving on to another kind of gimmicky fight. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. Supposedly happening on October 28th. This fight's not in jeopardy right now as far as I know. Everything is still intact. This is supposed to be... Um, you know, this is supposed to be a fight that's happening for sure. 100%. And, and it's going to be a legit boxing match. Ten rounds. Um, none of this no knockdown shit. No knockouts. None of that. You could do whatever. It's a regular boxing match. Ten ounce gloves, I believe. And uh, it's happening October 28th. The interesting thing about this, because we all kind of knew about this already, right? The interesting about this thing about this is that Tyson Fury just came out the other day. Talking about how him and... Uh, Alexander Usyk have signed to fight each other. And 
apparently it's going to be December 23rd, which is insane because he's fighting Francis Ngannou on October 28th. So that's less than two months out, right? How? how, how? <laughs> like, how is this supposed to happen? Now, I did see some of the reports talking about the fact that you know, it could be rescheduled for the for 2024, which is leaving the door open for maybe that he's just trying to stir some shit up. Because you know, Tyson Fury is a uh, he's a bit of a promoter on his own, you know, and he's always making videos, and especially that are just <laughs> talking mad shit. And he did that when he when uh, Usyk finally signed. This is a highly anticipated fight. That everyone was saying, why are you doing this Ngannou fight instead of the Usyk fight? Usyk is who you should be fighting. So, it's finally happening. And apparently it's going to happen on December 23rd. But that's tentatively, I guess. Because uh, according to Ngannou, he says, I don't know what's the minimum medical suspension in boxing. But I really don't understand how Tyson can fight in December after what's going to happen on 10-28. So... Little shade thrown there. I'm, I'm assuming he's saying, hey, you're not getting out of this unscathed, which means usually that comes with a uh, a medical suspension if you take any damage. And Ngannou's like, well, if I don't win, I'm at least going to hurt him. Pretty interesting. It's a legit point. So is this just, is this just Tyson Fury talking shit? Basically being like, and Ganu's a foregone conclusion. It's going to be easy, light work. I'm not even going to get touched. So, of course, I'll fight in December. Or is this just more hype and promotion for the fight to cause drama and to get people talking? Because he is going to fight Usyk, but he's going to fight him at a later date that makes more sense after, you know, the Nganu fight. What is this all about? I feel like this is... One of those things that it, it could be a couple of things. It could be maybe Tyson knows something we don't. Maybe one way or another, this fight's going to fall through. And Ganu doesn't have any idea about this, but Tyson does. So he's setting up the next thing, which is what everyone's asking for the fight against Usyk. Or does he really believe that Nganu's not even going to touch him? Because if Nganu touches him, he's going to hurt him. Whether he knocks him down, knocks him out doesn't matter he's gonna hurt Tyson if he lands so does Tyson have that much confidence that he is not gonna get touched whatsoever by Nganu maybe so maybe this is just to hype the fight up more he knows he's gonna fight Usyk down the road regardless and they just signed and he decided to make it a promotional piece of content I don't know who knows what's happening hopefully it's not that the fight with Nganu is not gonna happen because I want to see it happen. It's been hyped up. It's been propped up. It's been promoted way too much. Just let's get it done. And Ganu, this is what we've been waiting for with Ganu. We knew he wanted to box. He got the fucking fight. It's signed, sealed. Now deliver this motherfucker. Let's see it. Don't make something happen where this fight doesn't happen. Please. Let's just get it done. And, and fucking see, let the best man win. Fuck whatever happens after that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But first, let's find out who the better man is, who the baddest man is, who the biggest man is, and who, who's going to be the one to go down. Let's let's see it. Let's just let it happen. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I felt that one. Anyway, last piece of combat sports news. Of course, Jake Paul cannot let everything else happen without him being involved in some mess. And it's, this is just him. This is just him being out there talking shit. Of course, the Canelo versus Charlo fight happened last week. Um, we're going to hit that next. We all know already, and if you didn't, spoiler alert, I'll tell you in a few minutes anyway. Canelo won. He beat Charlo. Damn. And it, almost easily, basically. But we'll get into that in a minute. So, of course, Jake Paul takes his chance. He said it in the past. I want to fight Canelo. Um, and, you know, now that he's gotten all these wins under his belt, even though he lost to Tommy Fury, he's saying... Logan fought Floyd, and I will fight Canelo and show the world why I'm the greatest sports story ever. See you soon, Saul. <laughs> and he's trying to say, you know, let's make it happen in the in the Las Vegas sphere. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking nutty. Like, I was there the last time I was in Vegas. Got pictures of it. You know, the, the images on the outside of the sphere are pretty nuts. And it's, and it's cool as shit, and they keep coming up with more and more stuff to, to put up out there. And then just recently, if you didn't see it, if you've been living under a rock, because <laughs> if you're on any social media, I'm sure you've seen it. The inside of the sphere is insane. Now, we already have Jake Paul trying to plan fights in the sphere. Um, the, the only event I know of that has taken place so far is a U2 concert. And all of the video and footage of all that is crazy. The screens inside and do it's it's massive it's 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 like another world it's crazy that's all i can say i haven't seen it yet on the inside of course i was right next to it on the outside when i was in vegas last but even even dana white's talking about hey what if we have some fights in the sphere like let's do it mexican independence day next year let's have it in the sphere so i wouldn't be surprised if at some point a fight happens there who's gonna be the first who knows Will they be the first and only? Will they take it over? I don't know. Or will this hold plenty of events? But the seating, it sounds like can seat about 18,000 people, which is on par for like a UFC event. I think T-Mobile Arena holds 16,000. Something of that sort. Um, maybe more. I'm not sure, but it's somewhere in that range. But if you look, if you watch the video, maybe there's a different way of setting things up in there. But if you watch the video of the YouTube concert, like people are stacked all the way up in rows, like stadium seating. And then the stage is like down in the front in the middle. Like it's not like it's in the round or anything like that, even though it's a sphere. Kind of weird. Um, so I'm not sure how a combat sports event would happen in there. It'd be interesting though. And it'd be kind of crazy to be in there and witness that. I'd just like to go to an event of any sort in the sphere and just to see it and witness it for my on my own accord you know but uh <laughs> either way it's uh crazy and if it happens that'd be pretty cool too let's get to this uh canelo i don't know if jake paul will ever fight canelo i don't know if canelo takes jake paul seriously i think jake paul would have to get a win against a legitimate professional boxer first um and he hasn't done that yet the closest he got was to tommy fury and he didn't win that fight so I'm not sure if Canelo's ready to entertain it. Uh, he just got 50 mil for the fight against Charlo. Maybe if Jake puts up more money than that, then maybe. Maybe he would do it. I don't know. But he did get that 50 mil for fighting Jermel Charlo. 
and he walked away with the win as well retaining his belt and his status you know uh who knows how many i think they both had four belts apiece and now canelo is undisputed or this i think this was a multi-weight undisputed fucking fight of some sort who gives a shit i don't know it's hard to keep up with boxing but i'm glad i didn't pay for this fight i mean it sounded like canelo put on a show but it's also sounded like uh charlo just didn't show up um it seemed to me that canelo pretty much dominated all the way through i couldn't even find a picture or anything of charlo landing any punches of any sort on canelo which is pretty sad but uh because i thought charlo was a better fighter than that but i think they said something about him stepping in to to fight canelo and there was some weight discrepancies and all this other shit. who knows all i know canelo is a dominant and a let and a, and a legend in his own right with in boxing and uh yeah he continues to show his dominance and you know the uh the high status that he has in boxing i mean i wish i did watch the fight live just to kind of get a feel for it i'm not sure that i've watched an entire canelo fight but i've heard nothing but good things <laughs> and uh he's canelo so i mean he landed quite a bit he looked like on another level compared to charlo so and he did drop charlo i think in the seventh round if i remember correctly it wasn't like a straight up like full-on knockdown but he caught him put him to made him drop to a knee and in the end canelo got the win uh i don't remember was it a decision win i believe it was look it up just because i want to make sure they did from 650k to 700k pay-per-view buys all right uh yeah oh wait systematically dominated a timid and overwhelmed jermel charlo en route to a wide unanimous decision when oh yeah i mean that's 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 what you see everywhere uh systematically dominated a timid and overwhelmed jermel charlo so charlo just wasn't ready for it he's not on that level um maybe people thought he was i'm not sure you know what what all the hype was behind all this but even in the in the in the lead up all in the press conferences in any of the any of the face-offs it just looked like charlo was uncomfortable all around and just didn't seem like he wanted to be there and then he showed up to the fight and kind of did the same thing uh he just doesn't know how to deal with somebody like canelo so unfortunately didn't put up much of a fight and wound up getting a loss so canelo's on to the next we'll see where that goes and as for charlo i'm sure he's gonna want to come back in a big way to uh kind of make up for that loss but we'll move on from boxing and into mma with bellator 300 happening this saturday october 7th i believe on showtime this uh yeah this is their 300 event which uh ufc has their 
UFC 300 event coming up as well. I just talked about with uh, Conor McGregor possibly aiming for that date, uh, which is looking to be around April. But Bellator is reaching that mile marker uh, before the UFC. So this is happening Saturday night. As you can see, they changed up their logos and stuff to, uh, you know, accommodate that uh, 300 like milestone i guess you could say so everything's black and gold usually it's all black and red uh but yeah this is probably from what i understand gonna be bellator's second to last event before they hold up and get absorbed by what's looking like the pfl um i saw a couple things talking about how possibly they might be able to keep moving just under new ownership so what that means for the promotion i'm not sure but according to dana white he seems to believe that it's better if bellator st sticks around i'm not exactly sure what his reasoning is behind that but that's just what he was quoted saying but in this let's see is it it's not as much of a marathon uh fight card as it was for bellator 299 which had like 20 fights on the card or something like that this was initially supposed to have four title fights you know bellator is trying to do it big and do what nobody else does by putting up uh four uh championship fights on one card but unfortunately Linton vassell uh had to drop out due to some kind of injury he was fighting Ryan Bader for the light heavyweight, I believe, or the heavyweight championship. I'm not sure which one it was, but uh, yeah, he had to bow out of this fight and they, they did not or could not find a replacement fighter for Ryan Bader. So now it's down to three title fights on this card, uh, which is Liz Carmouche versus Alimale McFarlane for the uh, flyweight championship. And then you have uh, Cyborg versus Katzenganu for the Featherweight Championship, which, you know, Cyborg is the champ right now. And the other one, Liz Carmouche is the champ at the moment. So we have uh, Alimale McFarlane as a challenger, Katzenganu as a challenger. And in the main event is Uzman Magomedov, which is a uh, cousin of Khabib Magomedov, uh, fighting in a lightweight championship who Uzman is the current champ. Uh, fighting Brent Primus uh, as being the challenger. So, yeah, three title fights. Let's see who's at the bottom of this card. Uh, let's see. Wow. Henry Corrales versus Kai Kamaka at featherweight. That's a little lower on the card. Okay, Sarah McMahon versus Leah McCourt. That should be a pretty good fight. Sarah McMahon is 14 and 6. She's a former UFC fighter. Uh, she is on a two-fight winning streak. Uh, she only has one fight in, currently in Bellator, and that was a win against Arlene Blencow. So this will be here only her second fight in Bellator, which I believe she dominated in that in that in that fight. Oh man, I got the hiccups. That was a unanimous decision win back in April of this year. And she's fighting Leah McCourt, who is 7-3. and three. 
and she is coming off a loss to Katzinganu, who is going to be going to be fighting on the same card for, uh, for a championship oh man i really got the hiccups now i hope that goes away quick but that was in march of this year versus katzinganu so that should be a pretty decent fight serving man is a really good uh really good wrestler i believe she was like an olympic wrestler or something like that and leah mccourt has a lot of decisions on her record so yeah not sure about that fight let's see who else is on here damn i don't recognize too many other these names so we'll just get over to the first title fight of the night which is liz carmouche versus alima lay mcfarlane liz carmouche is 19 and 7 a former ufc fighter as well she was one half of the inaugural women's uh, fight in the UFC, fighting against uh, Ronda Rousey. So, yeah, she's well known for that. And unfortunately, she lost that fight. But then, uh, let's see, she left the UFC in 2019 and started fighting for Bellator in 2020. And she is undefeated in Bellator right now with the uh, one two three four five six she's six and oh in, in bellator at the moment but it looks like she's had two holy shit uh two rematches um she's got a mixed up what do you call it record here with uh, TKO submissions and a couple decisions. But uh, her nickname is Girl Rilla, I believe. But she is, she's a beast. And, you know, she's the current champ fighting Alima Lay McFarlane, who is a native Hawaiian uh, called, her nickname's the Elimin Eliminator. <laughs> El Eliminator, I don't know how to say it. But she's 13 and 2. Uh, she's on a two fight win streak right now. Her only two losses came back in 2020 and 2022 back-to-back -back losses there but she's been on a win streak as of late um lots of decision wins but she is a beast and she was a former champ as well so she's coming back trying to retain another or trying to uh gain another belt and get back into that championship status and I'm sure she has a lot of uh, drive behind her being a Hawaiian, a proud Hawaiian. They usually hold events in Hawaii for Bellator. And she's a main attraction there um, due to, you know, being from there and all that. And with everything that happened earlier this year in Hawaii, I'm assuming she's, you know, trying to gain that belt and, you know, be able to speak up for Hawaii like she normally does. So then we'll move on to the featherweight title fight with uh, Cyborg, Chris Cyborg versus Katzinganu. Because both of these women are former UFC fighters. Cyborg being a former UFC champion, uh, Katzinganu. Kat, why do I keep saying Singanu? Katzinganu fought for the title a couple times, actually. Um, she was involved in a lot of big fights in the UFC. 
but uh cyborg has been with bellator since 2020 and she is undefeated in bellator she has one two three four five fight five wins in bellator and it looks like only a couple decisions one decision the rest have been ko tko and one submission so you know we all know that cyborg's a beast and she is a tough woman to fight even though uh amanda nunez really put the work in on her and made it look easy beating her but not a lot of people can do that to her and amanda nunez is her only loss oh no she only has two losses in her entire career one being her debut fight in mma and the second being against amanda nunez in a big fashion like getting KO'd by Amanda. So yeah, she'll be looking to fight Katzenganu. There's some beef here because uh, Cyborg's out there talking shit. Uh, she like did some weird shit. Like buy, she bought Katzenganu.com. Zinganu. Why do I keep saying Zinganu? It's not Nganu. <laughs> Katzenganu. Um, yeah, she talked about it on, on a podcast. How Cyborg just does a bunch of weird shit. But I know that her management uh, handles all of her social media. So, uh, and her management always posts like a bunch of weird shit. And, and I think she might even be involved in a relationship with her manager or agent. I'm not sure which one it is. But yeah, it's, you know, English is her second language. She has trouble speaking uh, clear English. She can. She holds conversations and does, you know, interviews and everything. In English but it's tough so anyway there's a little bit of beef there because I guess if you go to Katzingano Katzingano.com it takes you to Cyborg's website she's just trolling I don't know anyway Zingano 14 and 4 like I said former UFC fighter she is also undefeated in Bellator she's on a four fight win streak um she's been in Bellator since 2020 Sounds like a lot of women fighters exited the UFC and went to Bellator. <laughs> All these girls that are involved in this uh, these title fights for Bellator. And her last win being against Liam McCourt, who is fighting uh, lower in the card in this Bellator 300 card. So now we move on to the men. Usman Nurmagomedov versus Brent Primus. Uh... Nurmagomedov is undefeated overall in MMA, 17-0. His last fight being a win over Benton Henderson in March of this year. That was a rear naked choke submission win for Nurmagomedov. He's beat people like Patricky Pitbull. Um, That's the only really big notable name. Besides Benson Henderson. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six fights in the in Bellator overall. And he's undefeated completely in MMA. So Brent Primus is trying to break that undefeated record in Bellator. Uh fighting in for the belt as well. He's 12 and 3. Um, if you've ever heard of him before, it might be because he was involved in some epic battles with uh Michael Chandler back in the day when Chandler was in uh, Bellator. They were split one and one. Uh, he, his first fight against 
Chandler was a TKO doctor stoppage win. I believe it was a pretty bloody fight and it got stopped uh, for a cut on Chandler. And then Chandler, they had a rematch and Chandler got a win over him by unanimous decision. But those were pretty epic fights from, if, from what I remember. Uh, but they never got the uh, title. I mean, they never got the tiebreaker fight and uh, they never got the trilogy because then Chandler moved over to the UFC. But as of now, uh, Primus is uh, on a, well, his last fight was a win. He's kind of had a win-loss, win-loss, win type record going on. Quite a bit of decisions as well. But against Nurmagomedov, he's not going to have a choice. He's either going to get wrestle-fucked or submitted. Um, after, so he's got to have some good takedown defense and be able to uh, defend against those submissions on the ground as well. He needs to keep the fucking fight on the feet, but Nurmagomedov has good uh, good striking as well, if I remember correctly. So it should be a pretty exciting fight, a good one to end that card with. I mean, it was supposed to be uh, Ryan Bader versus Linton Vassell to be at the in the main, you know, be the main event for this card. Uh, but instead, it's Nurmagomedov versus Primus. Should be a good fight. This is happening Saturday again um, on Showtime, I believe. So yeah, uh, watch Bellator while you can because who knows what's happening with that organization here in the near future because uh, Bellator 2 or Bellator 301 is the only thing that's been announced and that's the only thing that there's any kind of a forecast for in the future. So as far as Bellator is concerned. So let's move on to this uh, UFC card with the UFC being back this week. We have... UFC Vegas 80, or UFC Fight Night 229, or UFC Apex 80, or just UFC Dawson versus Green. Whatever the fuck you want to call it, because there's so many goddamn names. I don't know. It's uh, hard to keep up, because if you, no matter how you look at it, no matter which way you look it up, you'll find a different way, a different name, or the event. I say this all the time because it's just frustrating to me, you know? Um... Like, I, I like to put these headers up there so you know what we're talking about at the moment. But it's like, I never know what to call it. Because there's so many different fucking titles for these fights. And it's only the fight nights. Maybe we should just call it UFC Fight Night. And who gives a shit what the rest of it is. And then we have the poster to tell us what we're talking about. Right? Maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to change things up here soon. Uh, get a bit, a bit of a different layout, maybe. Just to change things up. Who knows? I gotta find the time because all this going out of town my birthday coming up and all that shit i just haven't had time i probably won't until like next month maybe <laughs> so whatever anyway grant dawson versus uh bobby green king bobby green uh this should be a pretty good fight man I i'm thinking because uh both these guys have good ground games good jiu-jitsu good submissions but they can both strike as well so i feel like it should be a pretty fucking exciting fight bobby green's always involved in an exciting fight and grant dawson's been on his way up and been looking good lately so and he sounds pretty hyped i heard him on a couple podcasts this past week but at the bottom of this card um i mean shit it starts off with some decent names we got montana de la rosa versus jj aldridge who aldridge i think just fought not too long ago but montana de la rosa um 
12 and 8, coming off a loss to Tatiana Suarez and Macy Barber. She's on a two fight losing streak. So she needs to get a win here and get back in that win column. Her last win was against Ariane Lipsky. Not a bad name um, back in 2021, but has been on a two fight skid as of late. She's fighting JJ Aldridge, uh, 12 and 6 overall. Coming off a win to Na, Na Liang uh, back in August of this year. Uh, so, yeah, she just fought in August, and now she's fighting again in October. Pretty quick turnaround there. Um, she also has a loss against Ariane Lipsky and Aaron Blanchfield. Those were before this past win. She had those two losses in a row. So both these girls kind of on the same level, but looks like... Delarosa really needs to get a win so she doesn't get that third loss in a row, which usually means nothing good when it comes to the UFC. Wondering if they should keep you around. Uh, who else we got? Vanessa Demopoulos versus Kanako Murata. Vanessa Demopoulos is a former stripper who wrote a book called The Stripper Bible. If you didn't know. This is that crazy little chick that jumped into Joe Rogan's arms. I'm sure you saw a meme or a video of it somewhere or a gif. Uh, and then she did it to Michael Bisping as well. It's kind of a crazy little chick, but she's nine and five versus Kanako Murata, who is 12 and two. That's a straw weight fight. Uh, let's see. Carolina Kovakevich, who is a former uh, title contender. Uh, back when Joanna and Jacek was high up in the rankings and a and a, and a uh, champion at the time, uh, Kovalkiewicz is one of those girls that was up there in contention for that title as well during those times. But she's fifteen and seven, and she's fighting um, kind of a good-looking nine piece in Diana Belbita. So if you're interested, actually Kovalkiewicz is not bad looking as well. I always get asked who are the hottest fighters or who are the OnlyFan MMA fighters of the week. <laughs> I don't think either one of these girls have an OnlyFans, but they're both pretty decent looking. Belbita's coming off a win uh, back from back in June. Unanimous decision. She is 15-7 and seven overall. And then Kovalkiewicz is 15-7 and seven as well. And she's on a four-fight winning streak, including a win over Felice Herrig and Vanessa Demopoulos, which was her last fight in May. Uh, so, yeah, this should be a pretty good fight and uh, an easy one to watch. <laughs> then you got uh, the last the last fight on the prelims. Felipe Lins versus Ian Kutilaba. That should be a pretty fun fight. Felipe Lins is 17-5. and five. This is a light heavyweight tie up. Uh, I don't light heavyweight fight um and he is on a three fight winning streak versus uh ian or ian i think it's i ian Kutalaba. his nickname's the hulk he's come out to the to the uh weigh-ins and face-offs like completely greened out because that's his nickname the hulk but he is coming off a win over tanner bozer back in april of this year before that, he was on a three-fight losing streak against Ryan Spann, Johnny Walker, and Kennedy and Zechiku. So those are pretty big names. You know, understandable why he's listening to names like that. But he he got a win over Tanner Bozer back in April, and now he's looking to continue on that win streak, turn three losses into maybe three wins. 
uh he's a pretty good fighter this should be a decent fight overall that rounds out the prelim card let's get into the main card we'll start with alex hernandez versus bill Elgio. uh let's see hernandez is 14 and 6 uh let's see he's coming off a win over jim miller back in february he is also got a big win against donald cerrone back in 2019 oh i'm sorry he lost to donald cerrone that's right uh he's got wins over olivier Obama mercier who's doing work right now in the pfl um he's got a win over benil dariush who's been a contender as of late um but he's got, you know, he's got kind of a mixed up, a mixed up record here. But again, he's got a win over a legend, Jim Miller, in his last fight back in February. And he's fighting uh, Bill Elgio. Uh, yeah, Hernandez, though, big hands. I mean, big hands, heavy hands, big punches. Um, his record doesn't show much for, let's see. I guess he's got a couple TKOs and KOs. Yeah, not bad. So yeah, you gotta watch out for that uh that striking of Hernandez. But then you got Bill Elgio, who is 17 and 7. Uh coming off a win as well over TJ Brown back in April. Submission by rear naked choke there. Um looks like he's got a lot of decisions on his record though so who knows this fight could go all the way hopefully it's exciting overall i mean two kind of up-and-comers decent amount of fights on their records though both coming off a win so one of these guys will be back in the losing side for the night that's starting off the main card then we got uh drew dober versus ricky glenn or Rick Glenn, either way. Uh, Drew Dover, as you could tell, Mr. Fucking cut up in the with the body there, Jesus. And then with that, he's got like a psychotic haircut. <laughs> like, he just he looks like a serial killer with that haircut and those eyes. But then you got Rick Glenn, who just looks goofy as shit, and it's like, wait, you're a fighter? What the fuck? <laughs> Anyway, this is a weird dynamic going on here, but we bo they both got a decent amount of fights under their belts. Uh, Drew Dober's 26 and 12. That's a lot of fights. But his last uh, last fight was a loss against Matt Favola back in May. But Drew Dober has heavy hands, and he's always involved in a, de in a pretty exciting fight for the most part. A lot of TKO or KO, whether he wins or loses. Not a lot of decisions going on. Submission losses, but KOs and TKOs for wins all over the place. Um, so yeah, whether he's winning or losing, it seems to be very exciting. Let's see if he can get back in that win column. Because he was on a three-fight win streak until he met Matt Frivola. who stopped him in 48 seconds in the first round. So he, Drew Dover's definitely looking to come back and get a good win. Kind of erase that memory. But Ricky Glenn is 22-7. and seven, Coming off a loss to Chris, Christos Gallegos back in April. 
Before that, he had a draw against Grant Dawson in 2021. So it's been a while since he's got a straight-up win since 2021 against Joaquin Silva. Uh, that was in June of 2021. Um, that was a 37-second KO, though. By Yeah, so that was pretty quick. And... Yeah, his last loss was also pretty fast as well. A minute 35. So who knows? If uh, Dober comes out like he did against uh, his last opponent. Or I'm sorry, not his last opponent. But uh, against Bobby Green. That was a fast KO in, in the second round. Um, if he comes out looking like that. Because he was pretty dominant in that fight. Uh, yeah, Ricky Green is not going to last very long. So... Or Ricky Glenn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of Bobby Green. Moving on, though, we got uh, Alex Morono versus Joaquin Buckley. Uh, Buckley was aiming for that JDM fight. Um, Jack Della Maddalena, he was all over the place at the expo, uh, calling him out and all over Twitter calling him out, but he didn't get that fight. So now he's fighting Alex Morono. 23-8 and eight for Morono. The Great White. Uh, that's his nickname. It's kind of weird. I guess he likes sharks or I don't know. But, uh, he is coming off a win over Tim Means, uh, back in May by submission. Uh, but this is against, uh, Matthew Semmelsberger from July of 2022. That was unanimous decision win. He lost to Santiago Ponzinibbio in December of 22 by TKO. Um, but yeah, he obviously didn't meet the Tim Means that just fought recently because Tim Means just tore it up this past fight. So Morono looking to keep that win streak going against Joaquin Buckley, who had that crazy viral, um, like jumping crazy kick that he did uh, where uh, the guy caught his kick and he just jumped and did like a turning sidekick from in the air and kicked the dude in the head and knocked him out. It was crazy. But uh, Buckley is 16-6, and six, uh, coming off a win over Andre Fialio back in May of 23. Uh, that was a TKO win by head kick. Before that, he was on a two-fight losing streak, so kind of a streaky fighter as well. He's fought some big names, though. Uh, Abdul Razak Hassan, who is in the uh, co-main event of this. He has a win over him. Jordan Wright. Impa Kasangane, who is the fighter I was just talking about that caught his kick. Um, but he lost against Chris Curtis and Nasruddin Mavov. So some of that higher upper echelon uh, competition is kind of who he's losing against here. So with uh, Alex Morono, he's kind of up there, but I think they're a little bit on the same level here. So we'll see how this fight turns out. Next fight is uh, Joe Pfeiffer versus... Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. So, this is the co-main event. Joe Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razak uh, Al-Hassan. Joe Pfeiffer was basically, like, homeless, I guess, for... And, and Dana White found him and is pretty much lifted him up ever since. And, yeah, Pfeiffer's just doing big things in the UFC. Because uh, ever since coming out that contender series, he is undefeated in the UFC. 2-0, you know, not a bunch of fights, but... You know, he got he got that break in Dana White's contender series in 2022. And Dana found out he was like 
basically homeless, didn't have a whole lot of anything. So Dana got him a place to stay and gave him some money. You know, he earned his money too from getting the contract and stuff in the contender series. So yeah, he's on the come up big time. I guess he's got a dime piece of a girlfriend showing up at events, looking all, you know, looking all like he's never, uh, like he's never been homeless. <laughs> That's good, man. On a come up. I like it. He's 11 and two overall. Um, and he seems to be a pretty, I mean, his contender series fight ended TKO punches in the second round. His last two fights were both TKO by punches in the first round, both in the three minute marker time somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, first round finishes for Joe Piper. He's, uh, exciting, good striker, you know, heavy hands and I, and he's, he's a finisher. That's what he does. Hasn't met anybody he can't finish so far in the UFC. And he's taking a bit of a step up in competition. But, you know, he beat uh, Gerald Mearshart was his last uh, fight in April of this year. And Mearshart is no joke. So uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, he's proven himself at like about the mid-level tier. He just moved into that area. Now he's fighting uh, Abdul... Razak Al-Hassan, who's 12 and 5. And, uh, let's see. He is coming off a win over Claudio Ribeiro. Um, but as I mentioned before, had a loss to Joaquin Buckley before that. But it looks like whenever he gets a win, it's by KO. KO or TKO. Any of his losses have been by either, uh... No, all of his losses. Oh, wow. He's got one KO and a bunch of decision losses. So basically, this fight should be fireworks. <laughs> because with Joe Pfeiffer being who he is and finishing all of his fights, and now uh, Al-Hassan is either winning or losing by KO or TKO. Uh, that's basically how it's working. Or he's winning all of his fights by KO or TKO and only losing by decision. Joe Piper doesn't seem to be interested in going to a decision. He wants to finish a fucking fight. So to me, that spells chaos and uh, entertainment in the co-main event of this fucking fight night here. So uh, I'll be looking forward to this fight because I think it's going to be fireworks. We'll move on to the main event to round this off and finish it up. We got Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. And like I said, Bobby Green's an exciting fighter. There's always something fun to watch when he's in there fighting whoever. And he's coming off that win over Tony Ferguson, who is scheduled to fight in an upcoming pay-per-view. Man, I am thirsty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have... Uh, he is fighting Grant Dawson, who is 20-1. and one. Overall, in his MMA career with one draw in the UFC is that one draw against Ricky Glenn, who we just talked about not too long ago, who is fighting uh, Drew Dober. But uh, he's undefeated in the UFC. He's a Dana White's Contender Series alum from back in 2017 when, damn, when it just kicked off. Let's see, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six seven eight wins and one draw in the ufc has yet to lose his only loss was outside of the ufc 
and since that draw he's on a three fight win streak with wins over uh demir is is magulov which is this or i'm sorry not this but uh that was a decision win marco madsen was submitted by him in the third round and that's what this picture is here uh but he has striking too he's got submission wins and a couple wins by ko tko but lots of submission wins so we're looking at a big ground game going on here uh oh no i think that was jared gordon oh yeah it was jared gordon i believe but you know he's got striking as well to set set you up knock you down and then uh you know work that submission on the ground but bobby green in his own right though is good on the ground as well and has good submissions also but he likes to stand and bang and that's usually what bobby green does he is 30 and 14 he's got a lot of fights uh i did not realize he had that many fights but like i said he's coming off that win by uh arm triangle choke over tony ferguson back in july uh he had a no contest uh with jared gordon in april that was that accidental clash of heads where he kind of knocked out jared gordon with a head with a headbutt as he was coming in for a punch and they initially they called it a win a tko win for bobby green but then they reversed it after watching the after watching the replay, which is unfortunate for Bobby Green, but it was pretty apparent that that's what happened. It just the ref didn't have that angle, the right angle to call that. So they went to the replay and reversed it. Turned it into a no contest, so that sucks. But Bobby Green has really good striking and is always in there for a good fight. Uh, he's a character in his own right as well. He, he'll stand in there and talk to you um, <laughs> and talk a bunch of shit throughout the entire fight uh he did lose against drew dober uh who is also fighting on this card lower on this card against uh is that ricky glenn yeah i think so um and he lost to islam makachev which is yeah that's not a whole lot to worry about but he's only got one win in his last four fights so that's kind of tough but this should be a decent fight you know he's also got those submissions like i said against uh tony ferguson got that submission win and yeah grant dawson seems to be really good on the ground as well lots of submission finishes for his record so maybe we'll get a good striking match take it to the ground and see some good positions and and some good grappling going on and maybe even a submission win we'll see what happens with this fight should be good though don't miss it saturday night on ESPN Plus, and yeah, uh, let me see. I actually did want to check and see. I believe it's probably main cards probably going to be on at like four or five, but I want to double check because for my own sake as well, so I know what time. Yeah, four p.m. The main card starts. That's my time, Arizona time. So if you just go to UFC of if you Google UFC event, uh, you'll see the. You'll see the Ultimate Fighting Championship thing pop up, and it'll tell you right there, Saturday, October 7th, and whatever time it says right there, as long as you have your location turned on, I guess, will tell you exactly what time in your time zone that that main event will start. Or you can just uh, account for the time using 
my time for reference, which is 4 p.m. for me. Watch that on ESPN, ESPN Plus, I believe. Um, but that's it for me. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And, uh, you know, join me next Thursday. We'll recap this and go into next week's fights. See what else is going around, going on around combat sports. There's always news and drama and whatnot. Also, we'll probably uh, preview that uh, crime card as well with KSI, Tommy Fury, and Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul. We'll see if that fight holds up. Don't forget to follow all my social media going on right there. Going Rounds podcast everywhere, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, even though I'm not on there much. X, I should say. I still got to change that. <laughs> but don't forget to like, subscribe, share this with a friend. That's it for me. I'm out. Appreciate you checking out the show. Don't forget to come back next week, Thursday, 7 p.m. Arizona time. That's it. I'm out. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights. Peace.